Mizmor Sadi Hayat Psalm 98 Tehilim for Tanakh study. So this Mizmor is only nine Pesukim, but still Dad Mikra has it broken down into three specific parts. The first part, Pesukim Aleph through Gimal, talks about Hashem's salvation and the power to do so, and that that power is revealed to the audience. Second part is Pesukim Dalet through Vav, which call out in praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the third part is Pesukim Zayin through Tet, which talk about all the creations call out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So just by way of introduction, the Mizmor is extremely puzzling, as it is attributed to no author and no specific event. And the Gemara Masechet Avodah Zarah says that this Mizmor, amongst any other that doesn't have any such introduction, is called Mizmora Yetuma, the orphaned psalm, because it starts with only the word Mizmor, and there's zero intro or direction or guiding as to the author and the event that it was written for. The Midrash Tan Huma in Parashat B'Shalach just gives an interesting insight since we don't have so much direction. Says that this is the tenth and final song of Jewish faith that highlights the stages of Jewish history. And the other nine songs, just very briefly, we have the song that the Jews sang on the first night of Pesach when they were redeemed from Egypt. We have the song of the sea, Shirat Hayam, where the water is split for B'nai Israel. We have the song dedicated to uh, Miriam's, the Be'er Miriam, which is found in uh, Bemidbar, Perekaf Aleph. We have Moshe's final song before he passes away, which we know we say it's uh, Ha'azino. We have Yehoshua's song of, of, of victory in Yehoshua Yod. We have uh, Shirat Devorah. We have David's song of being saved from his enemies, which is in Shemuel Bet, and also earlier in Tehillim, in um, Tehillim Yod Het. We also have David's song, which is number eight, for the inauguration of the temple, which is uh, Tehillim Lamed. And we have Shalomo's Shir Hashirim. And number 10 is going to be this psalm, this Mizmor. And... One is left to just not question, but also we see that this Mizmor was also uh, sung first when the Pilishtim captured the Aron. But even though the Pilishtim captured the Aron, they were plagued with terrible hardships when they took the Aron into their camp. So they returned it to Bnei Israel because, because it was causing so much trouble. What did they do? They tied it to two oxen. And miraculously, the oxen made it straight back to the camp of Bnei Israel. And the pasuk there says, Vayisharna haparot baderech. So literally, it means that they walked straight, right? Like, uh, right, uh, uh, yashar. But the rabbis teach us that it means that the oxen were singing the entire way. They were singing for the Aron Ki'ilu. And uh, the legend has it that this is one, this is the mizmor that was that was, that was being sung by, uh, by the oxen by way of miracle with bringing the Aron back from the Pelishtim into our camp. Okay, so let's get started with the Pesukim and we'll have a couple of uh, other insights towards the end of the Mizmur. 
So, Pasuk Aleph. Mizmor Shiru Ladonai Shir Hadash. Kiniflaot Asa. Hoshia Lo Yemino Uzroa Kocho. So, a song or psalm singing to Hashem, a new song. For he has done amazing wonders. His own right hand, again, Kivyachol, and his holy uh, outstretched arm, they have, they have helped him. Pasuk Bet. Hashem, he knows that his salvation is being made known. And in the sight of the people, he also was able, meaning in front of all the people, he revealed Gilasid Kato, he revealed his Sedek, his righteousness. Pasugimal, Zachar Hasdov Emunato, Lebet Israel, Ra'u Kol Afsearetz, Et Ishuat Elohenu. So he remembered or recalled his kindness and a faithful pledge to Bene Israel. And all the ends of the earth from all of the different sides of the planet have seen the salvation of our God Hashem, Yeshuat Elohenu. So that's God's salvation and His power that it reaches to everywhere. Part 2 now. Pasuk Dalet, Hari'u ladonai kol ha'aretz, pishu v'rannenu v'zameru. Call out to Hashem, the entire earth, and open your mouths and sing these joyous songs and also play music. V'zameru. Zameru ladonai bechinor, bechinor v'kol zimra. So sing out or call out to these, play the music, sorry, excuse me, play the music to Hashem on the kinor, on the harp. And with this harp and the, the, the sound of musical instruments shall accompany it. Now a new instrument uh, introduced in Pasuk Vav. With trumpets and the shofar sounds, call out before the king, Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Pasuk Zayin, Yir'am hayyam umlo'o, tebel ve'yoshebeba. The sea and its, and its, uh, full of, and its, uh, its fullness of water will roar up, and the world and those who dwell uh, in it as well. Again, roaring up in the, in the praising of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So interesting, before we cross into the uh, last two pesukim. What if you if you realize a lot of these instruments? We saw one pasuk, masuk he, where it says uh, kinor and kol zimra. So kinor is a specific instrument, and kol zimra are other musical instruments. In pasuk vav, we see hatzot which are trumpets, and shofar. So what bothered me is that okay, hatzot and shofar are together. And, but they seem like they're very, very different sounds. And the Gemara in Masachet Rosh Hashanah, Davkav Vav Aleph, it teaches us that the sound of the shofar is different in that from Chatzot as shofar evokes the emotion of fear, and that's what it's supposed to do, while the Chatzot are happiness that's associated with victory. So it's just puzzling, anybody who knows the Gemara, that Hatzot Shofar, so we have one instrument that symbolizes the fear in the Shofar, and one instrument that evokes happiness. So this is a dichotomy. 
So really the lesson from the pasuk, and again this pasuk singles out two instruments that are different, is that man should harness really all of his emotions, including, including fear and joy, into the service of God. And I think that this is one really powerful message that comes through through the peshat of the mizmod. Pasuk chet neharot yimhauchaf yahad harim yerannenu that the rivers will clap their hands, quote unquote, and the mountains will exalt together. So the mefarshim also puzzled with this, right? Yimhauchaf yahad. So who's the clapping of the hands here? What's going on? Is it the river? What is it? So the Ibn Ezra says, no, it's the sailors who navigate the ships down the river that will clap for you. Right? Meaning that, that's another type of uh, instrument, uh, if you will. The hands of the sailors. That's all, they're also going to exult. The Radak says, no, the clapping hands is the welcoming of a king. Like it says in Melachim, your Aleph. So here too, the river will acknowledge the coming of the king at the end of days. I mean, that seems to be a ceremony. Clapping hands was part of the ceremony of welcoming the new king. And since this psalm, as we mentioned in the beginning, was going to, is going to be, Bezat Hashem, the tenth and final song in Jewish history at the end of days and signifying HaKadosh Baruch Hu being coronated as king over the entire earth, coming down, we too will also clap hands for him as was done for the previous kings. So just a nice insight as the, you know, the imagery of the river clapping hands, we gave a couple, two more explanations. Final pasuk, pasuk tet, Lifne Adonai kibal ishpot ha'aretz, ishpot tevel besedek, ve'amim be'me'sharim. Before Hashem, in front of Him, He will have arrived to judge the earth, and He will judge the world with righteousness. Ishpot tevel besedek, ve'amim be'me'sharim, and all the nations of the world with his infinite fairness.